So we talk about this pretty often, but Jean, like, when did we meet? How long have we been friends? <laughs> um, we met in middle school, but we count our friendship starting ninth grade. Do you remember this agreement? Well, yeah, because well, because what happened was Jean and I went to the same middle school, and uh, we actually were in classes together, a lot of classes together. I think we had, at the very least were in orchestra together. We only, I think we only had orchestra because you were closer to Jan at first. And then because I knew you when we went into high school and we had the same PE class, I'm like, I'm gonna be friends with Calvin. Right. I think what happened was when I got into high school, like Jean said, I was hanging out with her sister more often. Once we got into high school, I didn't know if I was really clicking anymore with that friend group. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just migrate over to like a different this part way. of, yeah. <laughs> and then I started hanging out with Jean and we were both like big goofballs in high school and uh, did weird shit during I don't during know if PE. I would be considered a goofball publicly, but I knew internally. So that's why I was comfortable with you. Do you remember? Um, do you remember our really long handshake? I thought about it this morning. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I completely forgot about those. Don't even make me remember. I'm trying to think about in the span of time because that's like over ten years that we've known I each know, other. Yeah. I mean, you say this a lot too. Just that I don't think you've changed very much. It's just sort of the the production value has gone up. That's what I think so too. And I think the the major thing that has come with the production value is that like you're you seem much more confident than you used to be in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that you were like very very well worn by like people's yeah. opinions of you back mm -hmm. then and i think you've freed yourself from that and that's really cool yeah no thank you <laughs> it's like no i was about to say like the more i know you as our friendship has grown the more where i feel like like i feel like you're different from both like middle school and high school but mm -hmm. not in a way that like you're a completely different person it's more like you've i guess like unboxed multiple layers of yourself where I guess when I think about a couple of things when my mom would ask me about you or like someone would say like, oh, doesn't Calvin like this? I'm like, no, like, don't you know him? Like, <laughs> like duh. Um, I'm pretty sure the answer from back then to now is different, but it just feels like you've grown more into yourself. I'm happy to see the way that you are now, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah. just, yeah. I think I've had a very interesting growing process because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have like a journey that is more similar to yours, which mm -hmm. is like, you have this vague idea of who you are, mm -hmm. but then you slowly grow more comfortable and more like into it. And for me, what I think I did was I picked up like lots of little things mm -hmm. throughout like college, high school, middle school. And then the growing up process for me has been like, how can I hold all these things at once mm -hmm. as opposed to how can I be, how, how do I get closer to the thing that I already knew? It's more like, how can I be everything? Cause yeah. I kind of want to be everything. I think that's fun. <laughs> the reason that we talk about this is because Gina and I felt like lately we've been talking mostly about stuff that is very, very professional, yeah. very like business and very design and, mm -hmm. you know, like work related. And we wanted to pick a topic that was still about, you know, the core of our podcast, which is about growing up, but kind of more on the personal, more on the social side. So today we're going to be talking about the journey that Jean and I have gone through making and keeping friends as adults, what we think worked, what we think doesn't work, mm -hmm. and advice that we have for people who are graduating college or like in the thick of their like mid-20s right now and mm -hmm. just feeling lonely or feeling like they don't really have places to turn to. Yeah, uh, I'm Calvin. And I'm Jean. And this is 27, a podcast about growing up. So I guess for you, Calvin, how do you define being friends? What what makes someone a friend? One thing about me is that I always kind of approach people as if like I already get along with you. Mm -hmm. And then it's sort of like the assumption is that we get along. And then if you do things that make me not get along with you, then that's where it kind of... I'm in the exact so, same boat as you. 
Yeah. So I, I'd like to think that everybody starts off as a friend to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, being a friend is somebody who I like have a level of comfort with and have a familiarity with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's just somebody who I feel like I can talk to about something. It doesn't necessarily need to be like super heavy. Mm-hmm. It can just be like if I enjoyed a movie or if mm-hmm. I enjoyed a TV show mm-hmm. or if there was something that I felt like I could talk to you about, I would consider you a friend. Mm-hmm. I, in the similar boat as you were, everyone kind of starts off as my friend. And then we kind of like work backwards on like, I don't get along with you. I don't like you here. Uh, it's, would, danger, it's dangerous to do that. Though, right? Yeah. Because then you get situations where you're like, oh, I really don't like you, but I think oh, that yeah. you like me. Yeah. So <laughs> which, which is such a thing of, which is why now I don't have that many friends. Um, because I'm like, that's such a dangerous path to go down. But I think what would probably define a friend for me at like the bare minimum is I'm just comfortable around you, mm. right? Like I won't see you all the time or I won't talk to you all the time, but I'm comfortable enough to be like, hey, it's been like seven months. Do you want to go? Do you want to go hang? Something that's, I guess, for the audience to keep in mind that is different about the two of us is that we are very like one-on-one type people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. to hang out in groups. I yeah. find it really difficult yeah. to like to enjoy hanging yeah. out with groups of friends. Yeah. I like to hang out with people one-on-one. Yeah, me too. No, that, that's why I feel like maybe that's why we get along. I guess the things that I like to do with friends can be considered boring where I'm like, I just want to sit and talk and chill. Like, yeah. I would love to go to Magic Mountain also, but like that is a... I would also like to go to Magic Mountain probably like one-on-one or like two-on-two at most, mm. you know? I guess in a group of friends, like you're supposed to just enjoy the atmosphere. But mm. if you don't go hang out with someone one-on-one, I was like, how are you supposed to actually like the person? <laughs> you know, mm. like you can like the group of people. I think that's what ha- kind of happened to me with some of my older friend groups from school where we always were in a group and I was like, I like this group. But then when you kind of broke down each person to an individual, I was like, ooh, you're toxic. Like, (laughs) I'm going to step away from you now. So I guess... And honestly, I think that might be why some people like to hang out in groups of friends more than one-on-one because it's much less vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You're much more, like, protected in a group of friends where if you find yourself in an awkward part of the conversation or an awkward situation, Mm -hmm. you can pretty easily pivot in a group of friends. But it is really, like... I guess I could call the two of us brave for <laughs> wanting to, daring to hang out with people one-on-one and actually getting to know them. Yeah. When you brought up this topic about like making friends and keeping friends as an adult, I was thinking a lot about who I am today and the reason why I'm like as, sometimes I want to say like as abrasive as I am to some people is because the friendships that I've had in the past because I wasn't so firm in who I was or who I believe or who I believed I was or like the morals that I had, I felt like that compromised a lot of my character. And I feel like it hurt a couple of people down the line who I feel would have been a very valuable friend now. So now I'm kind of like, if I don't like you, I don't like you Um, because I don't want to compromise my character anymore because I'm not in high school and I'm not in middle school. I'm not going to do my life over again to like Mm -hmm. find my new character. Right. And also I don't want to compromise someone else's character too and have, you know, and have that change their life later down the line. I'm like, cause it's not just, you know, the friend that you meet, it's like their self-esteem and where they position themselves later. There's like so many things where like, okay, you should just be firm in your morals and what you believe in as a friend and just don't compromise it for the sake of a group. So mm-hmm. I was like, that got a lot deeper than expected. But I was like, obviously, I have feels about this. Um, but I think that's also why I do prefer smaller friend groups now instead of like really, really large friend groups. 
And I guess that's what kind of happens with, I think you hear a lot of people saying it as they get older where they're like, no, I just have like, like a set of like maybe five friends that I really like. And I think that goes into the next thing I want to talk about, which is, at least for me, what distinguishes between somebody who is an acquaintance, somebody who is a friend, and someone who is like one of my best friends. Number one, I think of these as like tiers. I don't think of you have one individual best friend or something. But I think the difference for me between those three groups is an acquaintance is somebody that I can feel familiar with. Mm -hmm. A friend is somebody who I can feel supported by. Mm -hmm. And a best friend is somebody who I can feel um, that we can keep each other accountable Mm -hmm. for like things. That it's more of like a, an investment in terms of both of our growth, that I'm invested in their growth and they're invested in my growth. Friends, it's more like, oh, I see what you're doing and I like, I'll support you and I'll, I'll do whatever you need for me to like help you get to the thing that you want to do. But mm-hmm. a best friend is more like I'm invested in like both of us getting to where we want to be. Uh, what, I guess what's the difference for you? I never thought about it. <laughs> I was like, I would I don't even know where to start, actually, because I don't think I've ever really like formally section people that way where I'm like everyone's my friend I like I might like someone more than the other I guess I don't make such a big clear like difference between friend and best friend but there's definitely certain friends that I love more than others just because I'm like I spend more time with you or like I'm more invested in you or like you know I I appreciate your company a lot more and then there's definitely an acquaintance group where I'm like I'm comfortable around you I would still go eat dinner with you or I might call you but like I'm not going to go out of my way for you is the best way to say it. Actually, before even this episode, I watched uh, or more like listened to a, I think it's a Vox episode about how many friends you're actually able to keep in your head or have. And Mm. I think the total is 150. Mm. I believe that. Right. Yeah. And it was, it broke it down by like hunter gatherer groupings on like immediate and then like your next set of 10 and then your next set of 15 and then your next set of 50 and then like your next set of 100 or something and i was like noted but i guess going into it more calvin um do you still hang out with your old friends or do you basically are you in like the new friend club i, I might have three or four people from high school that i still talk to relatively regularly and then nine to ten people from college that i still talk to mm-hmm. relatively regularly I guess, what are those numbers for you in terms of how many people from high school and college you still consider friends? Oh, in terms of like high school and middle school friends, I see you laughing. I feel like the number is probably maybe five, right? But it doesn't mean it's the same five people. In my life, I will randomly talk to five people from high school or like three people Mm. from high school and middle school. And it's like, oh, it's nice to hear how you're doing. Like sometimes I'll still talk to a couple about my elementary school friends. Jean has this interesting superpower where people (laughs) will reach out to her. At the same time. Like nobody, nobody reaches out to me. Like I might have like (laughs) one or two people in like the span of 10 years since high school that has reached out to me and been like, hey, Calvin, how are you doing? Uh And it seems like every single person that Jean and I knew will like talk to her at some point. I know, it's so weird. (laughs) It's like, it's so weird. Even some people that I wasn't that close to in middle school or in high school, it's so random. I don't even know why. I got like maybe three core who are Mm. out of the five who are like my consistents, you know? (laughs) Like me. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe I only have eight friends, eight random friends plus uh, Calvin solid, like solidified. (laughs) I guess because the other 
thing since I don't really go hang out with my friends as much anymore because one, you know, COVID and everything. Um, but I'm also really like family involved. Like my family is really involved in my life. So they take up a good amount of my social time. I guess if I was to live alone and be more by myself, I would probably feel the need to go hang out and reach out to my friends more. But because I have so much community around me already, it doesn't become like that big of a part of my life. So then my family tends to be more of my friends at the same time versus actually like my friend friend. Once I graduated high school and I went into college, it sounds rude and it sounds bad, but I don't think I really talked to anybody from high school anymore. No, it's not. I had like a a partner that I was trying to like keep up with. Mm -hmm. And then I also had like the pressures of trying to like assimilate into a new college setting. So I didn't really have a lot of bandwidth to like check in with my friends. Also, that relationship didn't really pan out, so it's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) So like I kind of was, it wasn't my intention to start fresh in college, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of what happened Mm -hmm. just because that I didn't realize how much proximity was holding like a lot of my friendships together. Mm -hmm. Even though I was conscious of it after high school, it still kind of happened to me after college too, where I was Mm -hmm. like, once I graduated college and started working, there was a pretty steep drop off a lot of those friends too. I do still have a couple of more college friends that I keep up with pretty regularly because I had this acknowledgement and I had this expectation in my head that like, oh, a lot of them will fall off. But if I invest my time into keeping up these friendships, then they will still be there. Mm-hmm. And they are. Mm-hmm. But it definitely like didn't stop like a huge drop off from happening once I graduated. Mm-hmm. I guess when people go to college or when they start a new job or move anywhere, it's kind of like some folks just reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, I'm going to get a whole new set of friend group and I'm going to be this whole new person. And then when I went to college, I think I had the intention of like, oh, I'm going to make more friends. It was, you know, unfamiliar. I tried to reinvent myself. It didn't really happen. So now when I'm not restricted in I guess the geography that I was in of that area, I can go back to the folks that I was familiar with or like people that I am comfortable with, which kind of tend to be, you know, folks from the past, but not everyone. There are a couple of new folks that I've met that I really, really do like, but I was like, man, I don't know. Like we definitely have to dig deeper to find our like inner ratchet self that like does connect. I might not be as much of the expert on this one, even clearly because I'm, I guess the reinventing type. What is your advice for trying to maintain old relationships or old friendships? One is you don't reminisce on the past so much. Like Mm. don't don't consistently talk about the past because that's going to tire out the friendship. And Mm. I think people are going to think you're trying to reinvent that experience to keep it natural. Right. With old relationships or old friendships, what did you what were you interested in that person on like why they were your friend? Like I'm interested in Calvin because I just like to know how he's doing. Um, I like learning new things about him. And I like, you know, so I'm just going to continue that type of experience with my old friends, but just as an older person. As you get older, there's so many different like nuances in your life where you're kind of like, you're not trying to give advice all the time. You just want to dig deeper in like, how's your relationship with yourself? Like, what are you doing right now? And not trying to relive old, like, old experiences. And I would say, don't test your old friends. You know, like don't test new waters with them or test them to see if they're like still interested in you. Because if it's a natural thing that's supposed to continue, it'll be a natural thing that's supposed to continue. Because to a certain extent, yes, like a friendship is something that you need to cultivate. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it is not completely within your like control to develop a friendship, Mm -hmm. right? Like there is a large amount of it that is on the other person and then also 
you know, the unspoken flow of the conversation, the unspoken commitment that like develops on its own. Mm -hmm. That is very natural. Mm -hmm. The other thing is acknowledging that as you change and as your life circumstances change, mm -hmm. that that also changes the way that you relate to other people and that that might have an effect on the friendships that you have. Mm -hmm. For example, if like as you finish college or like as you start getting involved in like university, if you start to become much more career oriented, that is going to change the way that your friendships work. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. The important thing to do is not to like force old friendships to keep going. Mm -hmm. It's to reflect on what your expectations are when you're going into a, a friendship. Mm -hmm. um, not so that you can change what's happening, but just so you can be aware, like if you're running into resistance, like, oh, well, it's because we used to talk about what's happening on Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. And now I care more about getting into medical school so it's like we don't like that same friend isn't yeah. going to be able to help me talk about medical school mm -hmm. because we used to talk about the jersey shore yeah. <laughs> why did you bring <clears throat> up the jersey shore <laughs> i love the jersey shore i was just trying to think of a tv show <laughs> and we've been talking about the jersey shore so much i love jersey shore i'm realizing um i think yours and mine friend or our friendship i realized probably spark because we had interest like we were a hobby base and especially mm -hmm. like you were you were the you know the camera boy but you were also just like doing things and i i definitely like people who just do things for the sake of doing things um because i felt like our friendship throughout the year was just very natural you know like people expect different things from friendships like when i was talking about friendship earlier i was saying to me a friend is somebody who is supportive of my goals and a best friend is somebody who is keeping me accountable for reaching my goals mm -hmm. but you know, I have like a very goals and ambition oriented personality. For some people, your expectations are, you know, maybe it's somebody to help you get distracted and mm -hmm. somebody who's able to like get you separated from something that you're doing. Yeah. And so that you can feel like relaxed and calm and rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. For some people, that might be you want somebody to vent to, somebody yeah. who will like as a sounding board for you to talk your ideas out. And different people have different expectations of their friends. Having an understanding of what you're looking for is really helpful in making sure that the person that you're talking to is going to help you and make <laughs> yeah. you feel good. Yeah, because you don't want to vent to someone who's like, I'm not ready to hear this. The last thing that I would say about keeping old friends is like keeping old friends also doesn't mean like it doesn't mean they have to be involved in every aspect of your life. It's more like you still want them to like think about you or know about you. So and that's and like you still care about them, even if they only know one aspect of your life. Especially when it comes to old friends who are no longer like in your circles. Like if mm -hmm. you know you're going off and doing design and they're in real estate, it it can be really difficult to maintain those friendships because you have to give so much context to whatever you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about work or if you're talking about the thing that you're not connected over. Mm -hmm. I was working at my old job in engineering and I wanted to talk to Eugene about like how frustrated I was with talking to an architect about relaying some some uh, unit layouts. Like I would have to do so much explaining to you to even yeah. get you to understand why I'm so annoyed. Yeah. That can be that's the really huge real barrier to a lot of friendships. It's just mm -hmm. like if you don't if you don't have that same understanding anymore, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. Are you um are you in the new friend club basically? Like I'm looking for new friends or Oh, you... I'm always looking for new right? friends. Okay. I, I think it is fun and interesting to get to know people mm -hmm. on like get to know new people and to like expand my friend group whether that turns out to be people who I talk to all the time or people who I talk to for like you know a couple of months and then we mm -hmm. check in like every year or so mm -hmm. I like to get to know people because I think that expanding my boundaries and getting to know like 
other people, <laughs> especially people in LA who are can be so like so different from each other. Mm -hmm. I think it's like it's fun to do. After college, the way that I've mostly been making new friends is honestly through apps, I think. Mm -hmm. Like I've been mostly meeting people through Tinder. I state in my bio that I'm just like on Tinder to make new friends. It also has helped me like make a lot of new queer friends. I usually am friends with women, like mm -hmm. straight women, which uh, like it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was nice to like meet more queer men and uh, and then also um, Bumble BFF. So Bumble has like three sections to it. Mm -hmm. Like you can sign up for one of three sub accounts within Bumble. Mm -hmm. One is for dating, one is for friends, um, and one is for like business and networking, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting because Tinder just lumps it all into one. Like you yeah. just are swiping on people. I would never expect to make a new business deal through Tinder or on Tinder. It's an interesting idea because I mean, how is it so different than Instagram in, in a way? Do you know what well, I mean? I, no, <laughs> like, I was going to say, like, I I make, I think, most of my new friends through Instagram. I guess in the same way that you get to see the profile of the person you want to swipe on through Tinder or Bumble. Through Instagram, I get to see their feed and I'm like, they're cool, they're not cool, right? Like, they're mm. doing their own thing or they're just living their life. And I think that's mm. probably my swipe factor on, like, I want to add and I want to DM you versus I'm just going to look at your stuff. Like there's an interesting helpfulness to swiping through social media because you get really clearly the kind of person that they're projecting themselves to be. Mm -hmm. And you kind of cut that off at the pass when, you, <laughs> when you're meeting people through mm -hmm. Instagram or on, a, on yeah. an app where it's just like, oh, I see exactly the kind of person who you think you yeah. are. I don't think you were really on dating apps, but if you were, I think you would be the type of person who says like, oh, I love coffee and I love a good beer and I like to hang out with my friends. <laughs> No drama. I, I think I could see that early 20s, Gene. I think that's early 20s, Gene. yeah. What a, you know. Um, because some of my friends actually think I'm very extra. I don't think I'm extra. Mm. I think I just know what I want, which is why it appears extra. That is also earlier, Gene, when I think she did appear a bit more extra because she was just professionaling herself up a lot. In your early 20s, I feel like making friends there is really hard because you're in people with like lost identities and so as you get older now in our like prime of 27 i enjoy making new friends because i'm like i know who i am mm -hmm. and what i like and i know if i see you and i'm interested in getting to know whatever you're per like whoever you're presenting yourself to be i'm willing to make that commitment. I think it's also, there's this intimidation factor. And I, I know that it plagued me a lot while I was in school and then while I was freshly graduated, mm -hmm. which is like, everybody seems to have established their friendships. Mm -hmm. And then it's that feeling of everybody has their project team yeah. for the class. Yeah. And then who's gonna be on my, my team. who's gonna be, yeah. who's gonna work with me You're on the like, project? You're I'm, like, I'm just a jellyfish <laughs> in the big ocean and everyone has their own pod. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm just gonna I hug myself. As, especially as you get older, it's like the biggest lie that you can tell yourself because <laughs> literally, I think so, I mean, there's probably maybe 20% of people who feel pretty secure in their friend groups, mm -hmm. but I think that I'd say the majority, like a large majority of people feel like they are completely willing and enthusiastic to make new friends. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would hope so, you know, because I think the one thing I, I really enjoy about meeting new people or making new friends is they kind of open up a whole new perspective of your life. Yeah, and that's possible because of a bridge mm -hmm. where you all find something that you have in common and then you introduce them to new things that might not have necessarily been in their circle and they do the same for you. Mm -hmm. I think that that's really cool. So I guess, um, what is advice that you have for people who are trying to m make new friends? 
probably is to get comfortable with yourself first. Because the hardest part is when you make new friends and you're unsure of yourself. Like, I feel the one thing I always kind of advocate for is either be single or have a lot of alone time. Because you got to really get yourself settled in your feelings and your thoughts, especially in your early transition phase. Get those kind of settled in a little bit more. You know, give yourself 30 minutes a day to just really be alone. Don't turn on music. Like, just really be alone and deepen your thoughts to like understand yourself a little bit more. And I think when you're a bit more sure of yourself, you naturally end up having that confidence to be okay with reaching out. I feel like you hear me say this a lot sometimes when someone says like, I don't like this or like, this doesn't look good or like, oh, you're bitchy. I'm like, it's not about me. It's like, it's literally not about me because I know I'm not like that. It's about you and whatever you're not happy or comfortable with. But getting yourself to be at that sure level it takes a lot of like own self-reflection time and like alone time and being comfortable with yourself. And you just gotta talk to people. You just gotta ask and talk yeah. to people. Not even like a, hi, my name is so-and-so. It's like, hey, your jacket looks really cool. Or mm -hmm. what are you drinking? Like, th is that good? It's mm -hmm. something really natural instead of like, what are your thoughts about like X, Y, Z? You're like, no one does that. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. leave, leave that on screen don't bring it you know don't bring it over here and when you start new friendships and if the conversation feels like it's supposed to die let it die one thing to definitely help kickstart that uh, i think something that a lot of people notice about the friends that they've made is a lot of the times it's really based on proximity and being around people for long enough that the like that the walls kind of come down mm -hmm. um one thing that'll help a lot in addition to just like reaching out to people individually get involved i know that it's always something that people say when it's mm -hmm. like how to make new friends it's like yeah. do something it's like yeah but it, it really does help if you mm -hmm. show up pretty regularly to like a fitness class mm -hmm. or like a local sports team i went to a salsa class yeah a salsa class or a book club or if you go to pretty regularly to a cafe or a bar mm -hmm. if you are in that space really often you'll start to see other people who are in that space often yeah. and then you can kind of bond over that shared experience mm -hmm. and then it also gives you a place to go because maybe when you're meeting people online the hardest part is having a space to actually hang mm -hmm. out especially now yeah having a place where i know that i will see mitch when i go to the bar this week <laughs> and like that'll be that'll be fun you what, know what a I mean? bar name yeah no but that's that's exactly <laughs> it like i used to go to two bars very often in santa monica to wait out traffic and I would just go there like every Tuesday and Thursday and people knew me there, you know. When you do that, um, as like Calvin's saying, like you go there more often, you have like a space there, you start to feel comfortable. And that kind of goes back to the initial point on like getting comfortable with yourself. Like you want to feel safe and comfortable in whatever environment or kind of self-identity position that you're in at the moment. And then you're going to feel more confident in like asking someone hey what's your name or like where'd you get that jacket it looks really cute you know and just start the conversation from there and this is also coming from someone who like i feel like i don't appear shy but i'm actually very shy but it's just because like these types of conversations can happen or i'm comfortable making friends online is because i'm in the comfort and safety of my house and this is something that i feel very very passionate about because i hate the trend that has been happening for everybody I think that small talk is very, very important. And I think it's very trendy and very cool for everybody to be like, oh, I hate small talk. Small talk is literally the only way that you can get yeah. to know people. Yeah. Um, like and let me, let me, like, the way that I always talk to people about small talk is that it's like it's two people playing Battleship <laughs> until you find something that you actually have in common to talk about. 
<laughs> and obviously, like, if small talk doesn't go anywhere, if you're not finding anything that you both care about enough, then it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Then, like, obviously, the there's, like you said, there's no chemistry. Yeah. Don't force it. Like, yeah. it's fine. But the reason that you start talking about, oh, did you see the new Marvel movie as, like, small talk is, like, I'm just trying to find something that we're both interested enough yeah. so that we can actually start to talk about actual stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because if you start to talk to me about Marvel, I don't care about Marvel, but I do care about the Scarlet Witch, and I will talk a lot about how much I like the Scarlet <laughs> yeah. Witch and WandaVision. And, like, that... That's like what you're trying to do with small talk. It's not, we'll talk about the weather forever and that's all friendship is. It's like, no, we're <laughs> talking about the weather because maybe if we talk about the weather, you'll talk about how much you like roller skating. Yeah. And then we'll we'll bond about how much we like roller skating. Or like, you'll talk about how you have plans to go to a wine tasting or something. Yeah. It's like the oh, point of small talk uh, is to find something that you connect over. I have a case study <laughs> about this just to reconfirm what Calvin is saying. Um, I was like, I don't know if Mateo listens to this, but if he does, hi, Mateo. Basically, I called Mateo and I are on the AIGA board together, right? And mm. I called him because we were having an event and I was like, hey, I heard you did this streaming thing um, for one of your events and you're able to stream on all the platforms. Can you tell me about it? It only took him like 15 minutes to explain everything. And I was like, I guess that was that was all I had to know, Mateo. Small talk. Like, I'm going to start small talk with him. I'm like, wait, what do you do? Like, what? It, tell me what, what exactly is your position? And then he started to talk about his position. I forgot what, there was like this magic moment where it definitely we found that common ground after talking about like what his dreams were like it definitely got like really big at one moment where it's like oh what do you want to do in the future type of thing do you know it definitely dug way deep down again into this like magic moment on i think it was full metal alchemist and then afterwards we just kept bouncing off into different things that like 15 minute conversation turned into like a four and a half hour phone call <laughs> And then mm. we have, we're now texting friends and we've decided that we're going to hang out after the pandemic, but this is still like a consistent friendship now. But the power of small talk basically is you just have to cringe through it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even got cringy for that long. I mean, right? if, if you, if you really are, if it's really like pulling teeth, then just stop. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I think the hardest part about making friends as an adult is that it relies on you to be very proactive versus when you were in school and Calvin, like, as you said, Calvin, like proximity is definitely a key factor in pushing friendships together. There's less of an effort on like having to start it up because you're going to be close to your classmate who sits next to you. It's not so much of a, I need to activate something, but when you're an adult, you have to activate it. Like whether it's going to a salsa class, reaching out to someone online, there is a lot of pushing that you have to do in the beginning to get yourself running before it feels mm -hmm. natural. And that was something I definitely had to overcome. Um, and there was one moment when, when I was still working in an office and then I would go to AIGA events by myself, right? Because like, I knew there were going to be people who I knew there, but also there was one moment when one of my senior designers was like you know she's gonna be busy and she can't hang out with me there and she looked at me she's like but I know you're gonna be fine and I was like yeah I know too I know I'm gonna be fine by myself so it's I can go to this event by myself it's okay you just have to be proactive and being okay with you you might be alone here first it's gonna it might suck you know you're gonna go you might not meet anyone you might not make new friends and you're just gonna go home that's, that's fine um or you go and then you do go to the after party and then you do go talk to everyone there and you enjoy their company you might not want to be with friends with them after that but like okay you took another step 
uh thank you everybody for stopping by and listening to the episode we really appreciate it um you can find other episodes of our podcast on apple podcasts and on spotify if you wanted to sign up for our newsletter we ooh, i actually need to prep that for next week <laughs> um, we send one out every month at the start of every month uh, and you'll hear about the most recent podcast episode as well as some other news usually related to design but sometimes just related to uh, what we do at Studio mm-hmm. DBJ. If you wanted to sign up for that, go on studiodbj.com, scroll a little bit, and then you'll get a little pop-up asking you to sign up for a newsletter. Mm-hmm. We don't have a next episode yet, but we want to have a special guest. We we were uh, trying to have a special guest this episode, which didn't, right. yeah. But I guess we were just uh, each other's special guests here. For the next episode, we don't really have a planned topic yet, but just be subscribed to our feed so that you can see when the next one comes out. Also, if you live in LA County, Vaccines are going to be open for everybody (laughs) in mid-April. So if you have the availability to get a vaccine, I would definitely try to do that. And then we could hang out and be friends in real life. Is that (laughs) that what you're getting at? (laughs) It's mostly just that, like, this is the episode that will come out before that happens. I guess so. so. (laughs) But otherwise, uh, yeah, we appreciate you all stopping by. And we hope to see you for the next episode. Uh, Bye. Bye. (laughs)